Hi, I'm Greg Carpenter, and this is Security for the Rest of Us. All right, uh, for this first podcast, what I really want to do is give a definition and kind of set the, the landscape of how I'm going to be addressing um, the, the security world. And to do that, um, what I'm going to do is, is really kind of try to simplify the terms that I'm going to use uh, so that this is a little more, um, I guess, readily understandable by people who are not security practitioners. Uh, realize that if you talk to a security friend, somebody who's in information security, cybersecurity, um, information technology security, any of these kind of fields, they, they may tell you that I'm off mark in things that I say. Um, I would expect, you know, if I were listening to this podcast, I might disagree with some of the uh, simplification that I am doing. However, I'd also argue that for the everyday user, for, for everyone, um, we really need to simplify some of the topics so that it's easier to understand. And so throughout my podcast, what you're going to hear me uh, reference is that we are talking about security, okay? And when I'm saying security, when I talk security professionals, when I talk about just the security profession in general, what I'm, I'm talking about is I'm lumping together information security, cybersecurity, IT security, um, Really, anybody who's working in these security fields, I'm, I'm lumping all this together into one big bucket. Um, there are differences in each one of these fields, and you can get into a very geeky and boring conversation <laughs> for most people, um, what those differences are. But for security practitioners, it can be a sore point um, if somebody's working in cybersecurity and you call them an information security professional. Um, so just keep that in mind as I'm talking through this. Whenever I'm saying security, I'm using that as a blanket cover for everything in the information security, cybersecurity, IT security realms. Okay. Um, the second thing that I really want to cover is probably one of the most common questions I get from my family, friends, neighbors. And that's, what do you do? What's your job? What is it that a security professional does that makes your job valuable to an organization. Um, even within my own organizations, I have had the same question asked. And, and sometimes it's really tough to try to articulate what it is you're doing. And so what I wanna do is use a scenario uh, that's completely technology, um, uh, I'll say computer technology agnostic. And I'm gonna use uh, an example of a house with a door on the front. So just envision that. I've got a house, a door, a front door, and there's a lock on that door. For most people, when they look at that house, you know, especially if it's your own house, you might say, hey, I'm the house with the, with the blue door. You know, people know to find your house, they're going to go find the house with the blue door. What they don't pay as much attention to is what kind of lock is on that door. Do you lock the door when you leave? Do you lock it when you're home? Um, those are some of the very basic things of do you even use it, you know, at all. Um, some of the other things that start to, you start to dig into once you look a little deeper is what kind of lock are you using? How robust is it? Is it a deadbolt or is it something just kind of 
toggle on a little toggle there on the handle um, that, that doesn't really give any more uh, security to the door itself. It just prevents somebody from turning the knob. Um, and I think as security professionals, we are trained to look at that door and to recognize what kind of lock is on the door. Is it a robust lock or not? How do you open the door? Does it open in? Does it open out? Um, what kind of what kind of uh, um, edge do you have around that door? Is it going to be secure enough that if somebody tries to kick it down, it's going to hold up to that? Um, and, and so those are some of the things that we think about. That's kind of the way our minds think is, how could I break through that door? Is it going to be secure enough for the way that I need it? Um, the balance there is that you know not everybody needs a bank vault door. Your, the front door of your house generally does not have so much value that it's worth a half million dollar vault door. Um, it's usually worth you know usually somewhere maybe a hundred dollars for the lock. Um, you know somewhere in that realm. Sometimes you spend more. Sometimes you spend less. It really depends on what your risk appetite is. That's something that we use in the security field. We talk about risk appetite. Um, how much risk are you willing to accept? Um, you know, some people are fine with just having a single lock on the door. Um, some people like to have multiple locks on the doors, and that's fine. It's really up to the individual. But as security professionals, that's the take that we are are. Um, providing in an organization when we come and we start to talk about security. So when we're looking at a computer, I would say the equivalent to the lock on the door is, um, do you have a password? How complex is that password? What kind of authentication mechanisms do you have? Those are questions we start to dive into and we start to probe and we say, okay, is your, is your password complex enough? Or can I, is it a easily, um, easily hackable, uh, easily compromised password. And so those are things that we bring into the organization. And, and obviously we don't wanna have a 50 character password for every user. There are some users who may bring higher risk to the organization. We wanna see more complexity there. Um, similar to that door scenario. If you have a lot of valuable belongings in your house, you probably wanna have a more secure lock. If you don't have a lot of things, you know some people may be fine with saying, I don't need a lock. So uh, that's really kind of, the, as a security professional, what we do. We're looking for ways to get into systems. We're looking for ways to get into an organization. How can data leave an organization? And what is it that we can do to protect those things? And so that leads me really into kind of a third concept. And the third concept, uh, for many people, it's a little tough to grasp the security realm. You see security professionals, you see security solutions aimed at uh, generally businesses and corporations. It's not as common to see those marketed really heavily to consumers or people who live in households. And my opinion on this is that it's very, very much financially driven. Um, and I'm gonna say that that kind of gets also paired with it's financially driven and it's a little harder to show the value to people who don't necessarily always understand what that solution's providing. Um, and, and again, it's not, it's not really um, people or individuals that 
are at fault here. Um, I, I think it's more of just the industry and the way that the market tends to run. Um, so I guess the first piece here that, that I'll kind of push down is within a corporation, number one, there's a lot of money to put toward these solutions. And in many of these uh, companies, the way that they're licensing, the way that they're putting products out there, um, you know, you're talking ten to tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars for, for these security solutions. And what you're not going to see them do is offer a cheaper solution um, or a discounted solution to the commercial market, generally speaking, uh, when they can get the higher dollar payers in the corporations to pay for those solutions. The second thing that kind of plays in there is that, again, a lot of those solutions are really aimed to protect millions of dollars worth of value. And there aren't a lot of households that have millions of dollars worth of value within them uh, that needs to be protected. So um, that's kind of one aspect of why you don't see these things coming in and being marketed as strongly toward households. Um, and I'll, I'll always throw out the bone there that uh, there are certainly solutions that are aimed towards residential um, residential interests, uh, but they certainly are not as robust uh, and they are not as readily available as the corporate solutions. Um, so the second piece of that is that I think the further removed you are from a profession, the further removed you are from understanding what that profession provides, uh, really makes it more challenging to understand what value it can bring and why you should invest in it. Uh, and so let me use this as an example. <clears throat> um, let's say uh, your house catches on fire. You pretty much know you're going to call the fire department. Um, and you expect the fire department's going to come. They're going to put out your fire. If somebody is, is hurt, um, it may, even a little bit of smoke inhalation, if there's somebody inside the house, the fire department's going to do their best to try and get that person out to safety. They're going to try their best to help the people who have been impacted by that fire. Um, it's a very clear, simple, uh, I don't really want to say simple, but it's a very clear uh, concept of what a firefighter provides. You don't necessarily know all the details, the ins and outs of what the firefighter does, but you very quickly see the value of that firefighter and the job that they're doing, even to the extent that it doesn't even have to be you. You could be driving home from work one day or driving home from the store or school or just walking down the side of the street and all of a sudden you hear the sirens, you see the fire truck going by, and you pretty much know what's happening. Um, in, in the technology realm, people don't have that awareness. It's generally a very close hold, here's what's happening, and you are very reliant on the media or organizations and disclosing that something happened. Um, and very, very rarely are you going to see that uh, as the event is occurring. Um, you know, you can walk up and watch a house or a building that's on fire and watch the firefighters do their things. Um, I'm not aware of an instance where you can go in and watch a, uh, a security team doing the same thing in the cyberspace. And I think some of the result of that is that end use, as, as a potential customer, as somebody who may have interest or potential interest in the security space, it's a little, it's a little more challenging to understand what they do. Uh, you just don't get to see that those are the things that are, are occurring, um, whether for better or worse. And because of that, uh, I think it's a little tougher for people to kind of understand what it is that security professionals do. 
So uh, th that really kind of summarizes, um, you know, what I wanted to discuss in this first podcast. I know it's a little short, um, but I wanted to kind of get that out there of framing in uh, kind of the perspective that I'm going to be bringing in this podcast. Um, you know, why I think that, um, uh, you know, why that I think, why I think that security is a little tough for people to grasp. Um, and certainly trying to put it out there that I, I don't, I don't think that um, it's really the fault of people in, in the world that they don't necessarily always understand it. I think it's just kind of the nature of the profession and the nature of technology that it's not always easily understood. Um, and, and I think that's probably the bigger issue. And as a security profession, we need to do a better job of communicating what it is we do, why we do it, um, why you should be concerned as an end user. So I'm putting that out there. Uh, and what I want to do just to end this is uh, really ask that, um, you know, you reach out. Um, please feel free to reach out through my anchor, uh, anchor tag. Um, let me know of topics that you want to hear. There are a lot of things that happen in the world, kind of all over the world, uh, that people hear about. There are thoughts that people have. And right now I'm really getting my topics from family, friends, coworkers. Uh, the things that they're bringing up and asking about are what are gonna feed this podcast. Uh, so keep that in mind. If you have something that you're interested in, um, let me know uh, and I will certainly work that in uh, to the best of my ability in one of our episodes um, and try to give you a shout out um, at that time. So I appreciate you uh, listening in uh, and Hopefully this has been some value and in the future we can get uh, some other topics that will be uh, beneficial to people who are, are listening as they need to. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. Um, if you want to provide feedback, uh, just as a reminder, we are at anchor.fm forward slash Gregory dash a dash Carpenter. You can leave voice messages, you can leave text messages. Uh, either one of those, we would love to hear your feedback on either today's session or uh, perhaps future topics that you would like to hear about. Thanks again.